Good afternoon or good evening, whenever this hits your ears, and welcome to BC Weekly, where we talk about all the topics that matter to you and us. Live sports and video games. Remember, you can pick up BC Weekly wherever you find your podcasts, whether it be iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube, you can find us. And as always, I'm one of your hosts, Chuck. I'm the other host, Brandon. And Brandon, how was your day today, sir? My day has been fantastic. As you know, we're on summer, and yeah. I haven't done anything. Like I wake <laughs> up with zero stress, zero pressure, because I'm like, I don't have to work today. I don't have to go to school today. I can just relax, you know. And I just it feels relieving just to wake up like that. So, mm-hmm. sat down, played video games, and talked to people all day. That I, there's nothing <laughs> like summertime, and, and me personally, uh, I always think about. What summertime was like when you were a kid, when oh, you yeah. literally had zero responsibilities, oh, yeah. when it's like classes are out. So I'm gonna just be in my drawers all day, <laughs> running around trying to <laughs> swing on a swing set because I don't got nothing else to do. And yeah, it's, it's nothing like summertime as a kid. Nope. Um, and they always seem longer too. Oh yes. You know that. that yes. Oh yeah. Summers go now so fast. And it's funny too because we have longer summers, especially being in college. Like we have. Longer really? summers, yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. Well, no, because we got out in July before, and and we got out in June. Yeah. We got out in June, and we went back in September. Now we got out in like late April, early May, and don't go back until August. Late August, sometimes September, depending. No, on. no, yeah, August, August, sometimes September. We've never started in September. We've always started in really? August. Yeah, mm. other schools start in September. So we get about the same amount of time, but I guess it seems shorter because I think we relish the time. When we were younger, even the work we were doing, <laughs> or the quote-unquote work we were doing as children wasn't that taxing. And yeah. so maybe it's the stark dichotomy of what it's like to actually be in work mode versus summertime where we really do just get to let it hang out. And even though, even if we are working jobs or whatever in the summer, we're it's still less taxing than having school. So. True. Uh-oh. There was some science reasoning behind it. They say that since younger, you only experience so many years. So, you know, when you're first born, you have to, that's your first time experiencing a full year. You never experienced it, so you have no reference point. Hmm. But as you get older, since you've experienced these years, they seem to go faster. I don't know. Time, relatively. Makes like, sense. Like, or you just <laughs> might be right and I might be wrong. And maybe we <laughs> did know? have a longer summer. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It could be a lot of factors. <laughs> so let's dive into our first topic. Uh, I wanted to speak about something a little unconventional today uh, because, uh, what was it? I was, what was I watching? I was, I was watching a commercial. And in this commercial, I think it was, a, it was a hot dog commercial. I think it was Oscar Mayer. And they were talking about, we have no preservatives in our hot dogs anymore. No nitrates, no, pres- no this, no that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, and in this commercial, they took the time to show the mustard being like drizzled all <laughs> over the hot dog. Uh, and I hate mustard and so what i want to know is what is your least favorite food now it doesn't have to be uh food because obviously mustard is a condiment you wouldn't mm. most people wouldn't think of mustard as a meal but that's the least favorite thing i ha- i hate going in my mouth and i have some i have a myriad of reasons of why now i have a i have a long list there's actually three foods uh that i call the triangle of or i call the trifecta of disgustingness mm. and i won't get into those now but we'll stick with mustard so there's a few reasons why i hate mustard one, it tastes like shit. Like, just <laughs> disgusting. It tastes terrible. Um, two, the color. It's like an off, dingy, golden pea brown. Like, it's it's very nasty. It just, like, it looks nasty. It kind of looks like pus. It kind of uh, looks like pus out of a bottle. Okay. Yeah. Never, never related it to that. Oh, I have. Because it smells I like it, too. I- 
It has ah. such a nasty stench. <laughs> Have you ever smelled mustard up close? Yes. It smells disgusting, it's, right? It's not the most appealing. It thing. smells disgusting. <laughs> it smells disgusting. And this is the kicker. Now this let me tell you, this is the kicker. The fact that mustard, it gets crusty. It gets so like. Have you ever seen a mustard bottle like on the on the top? Oh, and if you like, okay. it, like it's like yeah. it gets crusty yeah. and flaky. But so does and like nasty. Ketchup, oh, yeah. A lot of things get crusty. I think all a I'm saying is mustard gets crusty. I don't like condiments in general. I don't like really barbecue sauce and ranch and that's all I was syrup. gonna say. So does ketchup. And then I thought I'm like, well, you also don't like ketchup. Yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> my argument's invalid at this point because you just don't like but either. There's so and, and this is the thing. Another thing about mustard, like it's. It's just so unnecessary. Mustard is never like, okay, barbecue, barbecue sauce. It has its whole thing. Like, there's literally barbecue where we can put it on multiple different things, and we'll literally soak things in barbecue, and and then call it a meal. Let's get, <laughs> let's have some barbecue. Ranch is so versatile. You can dip mozzarella sticks or dip pizza in it. You can put it on a salad. You ranch is one of the most versatile of all condiments, in my opinion. I mean, but mustard. It comes to mustard. I feel like it's it's a marriage with a hot dog, so it's m- married with a mystery meat tube. It's really made to be a compliment with ketchup. And for some reason, people want to dip pretzels in them. I, I just have no respect for mustard. People who created it. Wait, people I thought it was cheese it. people dip pretzels in. Some people dip them in mustard. I know, sad, disgusting, right? <laughs> disgusting. Monsters. Okay. Never Monsters. <laughs> and I agree, yes. Cheese <laughs> is the only thing pretzels should be dipped in. And sometimes cream cheese, you should try it. But mustard... Disgusting. Huh. All right. Well, if I'm gonna think about like my least favorite food, I have to say, Do like, you agree, mustard's disgusting. <laughs> okay. I um on that topic, mustard is I don't like it in a large amount. It's like I will eat a little bit of it, uh, but Who like I'm you? talking about. Okay, so if I had a hot dog, just to give you an example, like I'll put a line of. Ketchup. Who are you? <laughs> A lot of ketchup and like three dot three drops of mustard. Like not even like a lot. I'm talking literally just drops on the two ends and in the middle. That's it. That's all. That's all the mustard I want. That's all the mustard I need. I've I've cut off relationships with females over (laughs) mustard. I literally I can't kiss someone who's just been eating who's like just eating mustard. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) And you're just cool with it, huh? Just cool with it. You stay with somebody. If they ate mustard regularly, oh okay. Well, who eats mustard regularly? Like, what do you? Okay, what do you? What do you consider regularly? Like, 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 if you get a sandwich, do you put mustard on? If you get a hot dog, do you put mustard on it? I'm, like, I already told you about my hot dog um, sandwich. I don't even eat. I eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, that's the only sandwich I eat. If you went to Subway and you got a sandwich, would you put mustard on it? No, because I have meatballs. I, I go to. Okay, meat, I go you don't. You didn't get meatballs. meatballs. Let's say. Let's say you made a bologna sandwich. Would you put mustard on it? No. What type of salami sandwich? No. What type of sandwich would you put mustard on? Literally just hot dogs and burgers. That's about it. So you will put mustard on a burger? Well, you could put barbecue sauce. Okay, I don't. I don't like barbecue sauce that much. I only like barbecue. <laughs> you don't like barbecue sauce? Okay. No, I only like barbecue sauce and chicken. You know? What oh, and ribs. This has been a very illuminating conversation. <laughs> illuminating. I don't even know who you are. Mustard. Uh, apparently, I okay. Barbecue sauce is good. I just it can be too much, in my opinion. It okay. can just be too much. Uh, right. So I stick with it on some chicken, you know, particularly boneless wings. 
and some form of ribs, but also depends. Like, if my grandma or grandpa, they cook ribs, I don't eat anything. Like, they put so much seasoning and stuff on it, like, I'm just eating plain. I, 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 will, uh, I do like my ribs plain if cooked well. Mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think barbecue sauce is, like, the perfect condiment. I just know that mustard is the devil's spit. <laughs> Fair enough. No, <laughs> I I don't hate mustard as much as you. I don't think many people do, but <laughs> I don't love it either. I'm not I'm not putting it on your top anything. <laughs> no, I, it's literally just going on hot dogs and hamburgers. And I'm talking about I told you drops, just drops. That's okay. it. That's all I need. Um, anyway, what I dislike, my least favorite food, honestly, black eyed peas. That's so random. It's my grandma loves black eyed peas, and she would cook them almost all the time. And she'd always try to have me eat them, and I would never eat them because they just taste so nasty. Like it's like it gets mushy, and it's just in your mouth, and like I never want to swallow it. So like it was just staying in my mouth all mushy, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it, it got progressively worse, honestly. And so I hate them. I just I can't like I look at them and I sort of gag. Like even thinking about it right now, I'm like slightly gagging in my mouth. Just because it's some deep city uh, memories down there of Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Honestly, so, I, I think this is a great transition. How do you feel about their music now that the, <laughs> the food has haunted you so? Do you like Fergie? Does Will I Am make you cringe? No, I do not like Fergie, especially after that. Um, what was it? 2012-2013 halftime show. I don't know what what year was. They did a Super Bowl halftime show. It was it bad or something? It um, was terrible. It was terrible. It was absolutely. And you're terrible. like, I knew Black Eyed Peas were terrible. I mean, Fergie was terrible. Uh, well, I just never really like Will I Am, but the only good parts about the halftime show was um, Usher came in for a hot second. He was dope, and then Slash, Slasher, Slash. Oh, the dude with the the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guitar. He, yeah, he came in and he made it also good. But like the main show, Black Eyed Peas, garbage, just terrible. It's probably and because they were all mushy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Fergie wasn't even like actually singing. I think she was just lip singing. Mm. Like mm. it was, but it was bad lip singing. Uh, like you know, like Mariah Carey bad. I was about singing. to say. <laughs> I was about to say it. <laughs> yeah. hey, and you great, Mariah Carey. We like you. Come on the show. You know we appreciate you, but you know oh, you lip sing. We we can't act like you didn't. Oh man, yeah, that was a that was a that was a show mm. at New Year's, but so. What, what do you got next for us? Right. <laughs> Starting off strong here. Um, not as intense as hating something, but it is something along the lines of that. My f- question for you is, what is the most difficult sport you have ever played or tried to learn? Because for me, in this case, just you know, give you some mm-hmm. time to think, lacrosse. I suck at lacrosse. Like, I have tried for many months and I just I can't the stick and the ball the catching it the twirling it with I just can't do it and I remember this yesterday because Brett wanted to play uh, while we were just messing around Brett had a lacrosse stick because I don't know why he bought one but he did right and so we were throwing it back and forth and just trying to get used to catching it and Brett gave me the stick and like he was like you know you can catch it I tried I missed it like at least three or four times before I started catching it I wasn't even doing what I was supposed to because you're supposed to like catch it and then spin Mm -hmm. depending um, like how quick it's going or I just, it's not my sport. And then, like, trying to throw it to people and, like, so they can catch it accurately. Like, the, the whole catapult system doesn't work for me. <laughs> the like, whole <laughs> Yeah, because that's what it is. You're just stopping, like, right there. And right. it's flying, it's flying, and you just have to kind of aim it. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I just, 
I'm just terrible at the sport. Like, it is, I shouldn't play that sport. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, I personally have never played lacrosse. Um, I think I actually held a lacrosse stick one time when Brett was like, here, you should play. And I held it and was like, yeah, here. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't try. Um, but I, I definitely see how those mechanics can be very foreign, especially, like, I'm a ball sport type of person. Mm. I'm used to, I need to know how to control my body um, in regards to this ball. Uh, and so to pr- bring in another element, like a lacrosse stick, to learn how to control my body, to control the stick, to control the ball, yeah. I definitely see how that could be difficult. Um, yeah. And and that actually uh, kind of, when I'm thinking about like this sport, that's most difficult for me. Uh, I, although I've never played hockey for real, I think it would be extremely hard because of two elements. One, skating. I, I can't. I'm not a. I'm not a good skater. I'm not gonna fall every two seconds. But I'm not a great skater. But then I have to focus on skating. And then the stick, and then the puck. So I'm using my skates to get me in a good position with my stick to control the puck. <laughs> so like, I, I'm very much like I, I'm good at control. I have good body control, uh, but with that, you need you need other skills. Um, and I, I was never, I wasn't, I want to say fortunate enough, but I, I never was in a position to develop good skating skills, to develop good hockey like puck, stick skills, to develop good puck skills. So kind of like lacrosse, where you like you you're not the whole mechanic of like the mm. flinging and stuff like that with the stick uh, i'm not i know i'm not good with the hockey thing. i feel you yeah we actually when you said that uh hockey about those mechanics i actually thought of another thing that i can't do and that's surfing i i tried it once literally once just because i'm like oh you know surfing looks so cool watched <laughs> a lot of rocket power when i was you know so they made it surfing. seem easy right it really really did so i tried it and um it's it's not okay. One, I'm not the best swimmer. I I float. That's all I can do. Hmm. Um, two, like pushing yourself on the board. That's that's hard enough. Like I didn't think it was that hard. No. It's so like, ridiculous. do you mean like when your body's like half in the water and pushing yourself? No, on top like of the board? so. Um, when you're like you know how it's you're on the, you're so you're on the board mm-hmm. and like because you're, you're swimming it or up a wave or whatnot and when you're going up the wave you have to like um, push yourself up to stand on it so you can actually like surf and whatnot mm-hmm. no it's that point when you're pushing to stand mm-hmm. that's difficult is it because like, you're like pushing against the water yeah and, and it's just, and you're moving and I just I couldn't like my center of balance was just off and I kept falling in the water I spent hours trying to just do that and I was like I, I give up <laughs> like I I can't do it. Like, I would love to be able to surf. Did but you and I your can't. family were they able to do it? No, I was. Um, this was during um, my study abroad in Europe. Mm. Yeah. Did anybody in your group were they able to do it? One person did, maybe two, but it it took forever, and we were just With, and the waves were big enough for you all to like. They were like big waves, so yeah, y'all could. No, they're pretty. They're pretty decent waves. I mean, they're not. They're obviously not like you know cartoon wave, waves, right? right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, but they're pretty. They're pretty decent waves. So this decent wave is it like a four foot wave. Uh, is it like, like eight foot? Eight, eight to ten. So like, if so, when you were trying to do that, and when you couldn't pull yourself up, you would the wave would come over you and destroy you. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and again, and let me tell you, like having that going underwater, getting up, and then getting onto your surfboard for you know even minutes, it's tiring because you're getting wiped out. You know, water just drains you for some mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. and just doing that process over and over again, it's ugh, terrible. It doesn't sound. So, it doesn't sound fun. Nope. I'm not a huge fan of. Swimming, surfing, salt water, all that stuff. Anyway, so I'll take your word for it. Uh, did you, so when you were when you were surfing like with your group, were you all out there like in pairs trying to do it, or is it just like go out there try to do it? No, it was a big group. It was like a training session. Um, it was this whole uh, like 
four or five hour thing where we learned how to do it on land and then we actually try to apply it on the water. Uh, and then the water is where everything yeah. went awry. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. Okay. in textbook it seems, you know, simple. No. <laughs> in rocket power it seemed really right? simple. <laughs> These kids were doing it like it was nothing. I was like, okay, I got this. Nah, no. No. All right, so... It's interesting because I think Rocket Power really established a world in which sports and stuff like that was really easy to do. I remember them going down like the pipes and stuff on their skateboards and just flying up 15. Hey, let me do four backflips. This episode's about I'm going to learn how to do five backflips. Right? Like it's just like it made it seem that simple. And I remember as a kid being immersed in that world and like, and although I know I couldn't do it, but I knew they would be able to do it. Yeah. And that and that kind of segues to the our, our next topic of video games, thinking about the wor- worlds that have been most immersive. And what worlds do you think, what video game series, what video game, I guess, I don't want to say genre, but maybe series or title itself um, has the best world, the most immersive world, the world you just wanted to get lost in, that when you played, you didn't want it to end, that there was endless things to do, or maybe there wasn't endless things to do, but there was enough things to keep you interested and coming back for more. And whether it was a one-off game like Kingdoms of Olimar, uh, or maybe it was a game, or a, a, a game with uh, multiple iterations, like The Witcher, one, two, and three, and they all have different areas, different worlds. But it's it's one overall world. You I know got what I you. Mean? If I were to think of, I mean, one thing that I would just, I would love to be a part of. Like, if I were to be able, like, get some wish to just go into a video game world and just be a part of that, I'd have to say Pokemon. Just because, you know... I didn't expect that answer. (laughs) It's just... No, like, I just... Growing up and playing those games and, like, kind of going around as... I mean, you're a 10-year-old kid, supposedly, but you're going around this entire... Yeah, 10-year-old when your mom's like, deuces! Have fun being a Pokemon master with these animals or whatever. Go ahead. But you're going around this world and you have these companions and you just... You know, you're going to new places and all these things, but, like, it's literally a world. Like, every, every game that comes out you're you're in a new continent mm-hmm. so to speak um just being able to just kind of see the world itself and being fold like you can just do so much in it so like as an entire series i think it's just an amazing world and like i've played pokemon probably more than any game other else just because as a series you know all the hours that you put in i've so that's the most time i spent in a world and I just think it's absolutely amazing. Not to mention Pokemon are amazing. And to be a Pokemon master would be so right. much fun. <laughs> and, what's, and, and speaking about Pokemon, what's so interesting is they kind of allow you to think... Well, I mean, I, I guess you, you do in the games. You can be 10-year-old, but be the best Pokemon yep. master ever. Because <laughs> when you go through Elite Four, you're fighting adults. Like, these are grown <laughs> adults. Do you know how pissed I would be if I was, like, a 44-year-old man? I put my whole life into training Pokemon. I finally got... I was a gym leader. Now I'm in Elite Four. I'm at the pinnacle of my career. And a 10-year-old boy comes along and just destroys me and all my colleagues? Yeah. This is literally what I do. My pension is wrapped up in this. <laughs> this is this is this is my whole life goal, and and this kid comes along and destroys me. I, I, that, that's wild. That yeah, is, that no. is wild to think of. That like actually was a world you could step into. 
And then it's also, like, especially when they introduced Gen 3, where it wasn't always... You didn't have to battle. Like, you could do other things. Like, you could do these beauty contests or these cool contests or, mm-hmm. or you know, or whatever. And you had these mini-games later that you could, you know, enter your Pokemon and in. flesh out the world some more. Exactly. So it was just... Um, I remember in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, they had that whole carnival area where you could literally do these mini games. Like it was like breaking bricks or mm-hmm. like running something. And like each Pokemon had different uh, abilities and stats. And I always thought it was funny because like there was, I remember specifically, there was a race where you'd like tap the Pokemon for like, a race. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Suicune, really fast Pokemon, right? He should be fine with this. No, his stats were terrible. I'm like, right. what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But just that that's just giving an example of like, They've expanded that world so much where you mm-hmm. can do so many things, and it's not always just about battling, you know, collecting Pokemon, getting to the Elite Four, and being the champion. Like, you can just do so much more, and I think that's great for uh, a gaming world where you don't have to just do one thing. I mean, I know RPGs and MMOs have that a lot, but like I said, Pokemon's something I spent the most time in, and I think it'd be really cool if I could actually be a part of that. Right. I, and I think there's few series that have had the opportunity to iterate on themselves and do little improvements or big improvements like Pokemon has. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been around since the 90s, okay. so they've had that. And, and they release games every... New new games every three years, I think? Ish, roughly. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and so they've had opportunities. Like, so they do the two main games and they do the spinoff game. Then two main games and the spinoff game. So, like, red and blue and yellow mm-hmm. or gold and silver and crystal and ruby and sapphire and... ruby, sapphire and... Emerald. Emerald, thank I was you. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, was there not one? So like, no, like so and they always get to add like they so they do like their main stuff and then they do always like a small tweak in that third one, right? Mm-hmm. And so like yellow was the I guess the biggest deviation from the series where it was the only game where you can't choose your starter. You True. have to start yeah, with Pikachu. Pikachu. But like I know in Emerald they added in the new sprites. Uh, like they made it so sprites moved. And like every time and stuff Crystal. like that. Was that Crystal? Crystal. Then what did Emerald add? Emerald, okay, whatever. They but they always add something, mm-hmm. and like, and then whatever that third game has, like that tweak or that cool feature that sets it apart, then the the initial two of the next series has. Yeah. And so it's cool to see them be able to build upon the world and flesh things out and make it more, give it more oomph, right? <laughs> no, and, and make the world sure. more immersive. So I've always appreciated Pokemon for that, uh, and I think that's why it has so much resonance today. But switching worlds from uh, switching worlds. <laughs> I mean, yes, switching worlds. I mean, yeah, switching worlds. Uh, the world that I think has had the most staying power, effect, coolness that I get the most wrapped up in the stuff that I want to see, like the world that I want to see fleshed out more. And every time they do, I'm just like, oh man, this is crazy. Is the Elder Scrolls the universe oh, see, that I is? You're gonna say Elder Scrolls? Yes, I <laughs> it's. So there's a few reasons uh, that I really, really, really like The Elder Scrolls. So if you aren't familiar with The Elder Scrolls, The Elder Scrolls is uh, the games of Oblivion, Morrowind, uh, Skyrim. I know you've probably heard of Skyrim. Uh, And then before that, they had Daggerfall. They had Arena. They had... Oh, they had a game called like it was uh, called Red Guard Tales or something like that. I I didn't play all those. I've only played uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. Okay. Um, and then Elder Scrolls Online too, if you played that. Uh, but basically, it's always when I explain Elder Scrolls to people, it's basically a game where they drop you into a world. And when I mean a world, I literally mean a world. Like imagine being dropped in the middle of the United States in freaking Nebraska. I'll just pick <laughs> Nebraska, and they're saying the world is yours. 
except that instead of obviously being a metropolitan like a, a, a modernized world it's a world with swords magics and everything else is his goals so like there's politics just like people there's relationships you can build with people you can make your own posses your own cliques uh you can rise to the top of organizations you can destroy organizations and how immersive that world is the fact that they allow you to be whoever you it is you want to be within mm. that world is what draws me in uh especially in skyrim they created or not, actually i think it was in oblivion they created this where it's called a radiant quest system and basically what it means is uh the computer actually like you can never run out of things to do in this game so no matter even if you did every single main quest every storyline the the game com- uh comes up with new quests for you organically so if you're in the assassin's guild let's say uh, where you, you're meant to kill people uh, you might go through the main quest log where you become the top of the assassin's guild or maybe you choose the side branch where you actually destroy the assassin's guild because you you can't do that in skyrim spoilers if you haven't played it, it came out in 2011 <laughs> that's on you that's not even my fault um, but once you get to the top they'll literally give you new targets new targets and then the game will literally create people create scenarios uh for you to go and assassinate people like that that in itself is cool uh, but the but the reason I, I don't say skyrim or i don't say moral and oblivion is because the elder scrolls itself is a world it is mm-hmm. literally a world of uh one huge continent called tamriel um and there's different areas so like imagine like more, imagine like north america and then you have the united states you have canada you have mexico you have south america um like you have you have these different oh you have these different areas uh and each of the game highlights one area so skyrim the area like the place it actually is is called skyrim so that would be canada if you will it's it's a northern region uh then you have uh morrowind which is actually morrowind which is like a southern more volcanic tropical region uh or and then you have um what's the middle one in, Oblivion, uh, which is the like the temperate region, would you say like trees, forests, all that good stuff, mm. um, and each of these worlds are so vastly different. They're so unique. They all bring something very specific to the table. Where you're walking through the ash fields of Morrowind, where there's volcanoes erupting in the background and soot falling from the sky, or if you're on the on the snow-capped peaks of Skyrim, which is completely different. When you see like literally icebergs floating off in the distance, walruses coming up to you, like the the, the starkness of these areas and the worlds they're able to create, build, and how they get you engrossed in these worlds is second to none. I've never had a game that has been able to enthrall me consistently like oblivion has morrowind has skyrim has um it's it's crazy now have you had any experience in these games literally played skyrim uh opening weekend i remember everyone was talking about it this is about to be an amazing game so i was like all right you know i'll give it the hype Got addicted, literally saw my parents like twice. And I was <laughs> sophomore year, so my parents, my mom drove me at like, you know, 9, 10 p.m. to get the game. And I saw my mom again on Sunday. And I came out of my basement. I was like, crap, I got to stop playing this game. So I ended up giving it to my friend because I'm like, I no, I can't. Like, I've never, I've never been addicted to a game that bad, so I haven't played it since just because I had no self-control. It is um, so good. I'll, I'll let you borrow my special edition of it. It is so good. I just platinum the the new one they uh, came out yeah, with. Yeah, I saw that. It is so good. Like it, it's there's no game that allows you that amount of freedom, choice, exploration, um, creativity, combination of all those things mm-hmm. as Skyrim does, as as the Elder Scrolls does, but it's specifically Skyrim. 
um, because I think that's the, that's the pinnacle of their creation. Elder Scrolls Online, it's really a watered-down MMO, so... Uh, I mean, Ben didn't like it, because he was playing it uh, two summers ago, and he was just like... It's not the... Oh, yeah. It's not the same? No. Yeah. My little brother, <laughs> I, I didn't actually buy... Uh, I didn't buy it. My little brother bought it actually, and uh, so I was playing it with him because just so you could share accounts or whatever. Okay. Um, so I was playing it with him, and he was like, "Yeah, it's not as good as Skyrim." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it's not as good." Uh, they try to do things like they actually let you do first person, like first person mode, and everything mm-hmm. like that. And you can steal stuff. You can pickpocket from characters. You can kill anyone you want. But because it's an MMO, they have to put certain like restraints or breaks on certain things okay. or like guards are unkillable yeah so if you get caught stealing something it's done if you if you attack a random citizen a guard's gonna kill you no matter what and even if you're level a million you still can't kill a guard because they're unkillable so it's like and they can That's disable all your skills yeah it's That's like annoying. so it's like you can do all those things but you're not gonna do those things because you don't want to die i got you so yeah it's it's interesting it's different it's yeah, I mean, no i mean so another reason, just to kind of say why I picked Pokemon, is because in the end of this question, my vision was like to actually be put in, like you know, in a situation where somehow I was actually put into that world. Mm-hmm. And now I think Pokemon is a world I can survive in. Elder Scrolls, <laughs> I do not think I'd be able to survive in. Like I just, I don't think I would be physically capable of surviving. Like I'd be walking, and if I don't get killed by a dragon just flying by, <laughs> seeing lunch, or you know. A random werewolf, or maybe a thief, just thought I had, you know, some good stuff on step, me. Step, step, step. Exactly. I don't know what happened. So I, you know, I think that Pokemon is a way I, I could survive. Exactly. I literally don't know of one person who's ever died in Pokemon. So the chances that you will be the first person to die, pretty low, <laughs> extremely low. And I think it depends. Are we are we saying like a player in Skyrim? Because in by Skyrim logic, you can. Oh no, I'm about to die. Let me eat like 52 apples. <laughs> While while uh, I'll pause it and then I'll be okay. Oh no, I'm about to die. Let me pause it. Chug 43 potions, and they're just gonna stay there. Uh, so I've always appreciated that about Skyrim Logic. Because how many times would we have died? Oh, for sure, right? So w- when you when you were playing uh, Skyrim, like what do you remember doing? Like what was so engrossing? Because obviously you had a good experience, um, a really good experience. Yeah, killed a lot of dragons, like a lot of dragons. Mm-hmm. Um. Couldn't even tell you where I got in the main story. Uh, I remember... I want to say I remember a snowy part, but I honestly I have no idea where I got in the story. Um, a dragon talked to me. That's also what I remember. I like, oh, so you got pretty far then. If you were... Uh, you, if you made it to Parthenax, yeah, you had to get pretty far. Oh, I have no idea. All I was concerned about was killing dragons, getting more shouts, and then I, I found the Thieves Guild, mm-hmm. and I got the Skeleton Key. And then... Oh, wow. Wow. And it, how long did you say you played? I literally played, like, the entire weekend. Like, okay, so... Cause my friend, and you got to the Skeleton Key. That's really far. My friend, um, he spent the night, <laughs> the first night I got it, and because I started playing this game around 10.30, he passed out, wakes up at, like, 10 a.m., and I'm still playing. Oh, yeah. He was just like... Did you go to sleep? I was like, no. <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't want to. So, yeah. No, it was unhealthy. Like, and, literally unhealthy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because let me tell you, <laughs> I remember the night I got Skyrim. It was a midnight release. It was my first year in college. And uh, I was I went with my two roommates, Josh, or not Josh, uh, Chris and Joel, and then some guys on the hall who was getting Skyrim. And then I happened to meet other people around campus. I knew one guy from high school, actually. And I got the game. And I, re- I remember this. I remember this very vividly. 
by the time, because it was a midnight release. Mm-hmm. So by the time I actually got it loaded up and it was downloaded and everything like that, it was like 1 o'clock. Or, no, it was like probably 12.45 or something like that, because I remember looking at the clock. And I started playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it. I had class at 8 um, the next day for my whatever math class I had. And I was almost late to my class because I did not stop playing it all night. And I remember looking at the clock being like, oh, crap, I'm in the same clothes I was in yesterday. Oh, crap. I, I got to go. Oh, crap. Okay, make 15 more minutes and I should be, if I, if I run, I should be able to make it to class all the time. And, and that, but that's literally how it was. Oh. And I remember one time my parents came up. I don't know why they came up. It was, they, I think they were, they were doing something. Uh, like, I think that, okay. I think my auntie went to the casino with my mother and so they stopped by after just because I happened to be close mm-hmm. and they um, they walked in and it was like the room was all dark and it was just me playing Skyrim <laughs> in front of the TV and my roommate was like yeah he's been like this for a couple of weeks <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, hey, but to the kids, I got a 3-9 that semester, so don't come at me. Don't at me. Don't at me. Um, but, yeah, so, like, it, it, it was the same experience for me where it was, like, locked in. This is what I'm doing. And I should say, like, Skyrim is a game that I've played, like, restarted and played over so mm-hmm. many times. Because you can literally, I mean, I platinumed it twice, and Skyrim is not an easy Maybe platinum. Right. It's not a quick platinum. You have to... Yeah, so Don't know. it's yeah. uh yeah. No, I mean it was fun. I think I did play one more weekend. I don't think it wasn't just one weekend. I think it was at least two, but I just remember I stopped because I was like I can't I I can't. <laughs> and my friend asked for the game, so I was like, take it. <laughs> like he still has it. He's asked if I want it back. I'm like, I'm just gonna not get addicted again. So I can't. I mean, although it's gonna be a ways away, like quite a ways away, because they're uh they're making Bethesda's making quite a few games. I think Doom, the new Doom, I think is going to come out before. Oh, no, no, that's not right. Not the new Doom. What game is Bethesda working on right now? Or whatever. They just put out Fallout 4. So even if they just, even if they started on uh, the new Skyrim, right, the new Elder Scrolls game, right after they started on Fallout 4, because Fallout 4 came out last year? Uh, or a year before? It was last year. It was last year? Yeah, well, so there's no way. Because there's normally, uh, was it a... F- Technically. Well, because I count my years... And like of what year school I am years, in school years, yeah. yeah. So what? <laughs> did, did they announce? Okay, they. I remember they announced it when me, you, and Brett lived together. Yes, because I remember Brett was going to buy the yes. Pit Boy version. <laughs> but it came, so it came out six months after that. So it was in the school year. So so it was two years ago then. Because the year, the year me, you, and yeah. Brett lived together. That the year was, after that would have been last year. It would have been the year before that, right? No, because I lived with you guys. Uh, after my sophomore year, going into my junior year. Okay. So last year was technically my junior year, because this year's my senior so year. So one and, year ago. Uh, yeah, that's why okay. I said that's why I said last year. But I it might have been like, you know, normal people timeline. It could have been like 2015. No, I, I believe you. It was probably so. It was last year. So I mean, that even proves the point more that it's going to be a while before this comes out because yeah. Oblivion came out on PS3. At the very at the very beginning, right when PS3 came out, it came out. Okay. And it, and then uh, Skyrim came out at the very end of PS4 or P, excuse me, PS3. So that was like ten years or something like that, right? Because the console generation was really long. Yeah, it's been. A long. Um, so it was it was at least like almost ten years in between or something like that. And so I doubt the new game is going to come out anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, so. I think I remember PlayStation Three coming out in like 06, I want to say. 
I want to say. I believe you. I, you <laughs> proved me wrong about the, what was the Kingdom Hearts date last time, so I'm not yeah, going to fight Kingdom you. Hearts date and, and the Pokemon movies. And the Pokemon <laughs> movies, right? So, 2006 it is. And if Sony, you got anything to say, you're wrong. You're wrong. He's already proven it. You're wrong. Right, do you have anything else for the good order? Um, no, that's... That's about it. All right, so Brandon and I were speaking before, and we had an idea for maybe doing some off-site podcasting. Now we know to those of you who listen to it, like all, only um, audio, it'll really mean nothing, but we will tie whatever site we're at to uh, some of our topics. So when I mean off-site, maybe we'll do it in... Brandon actually has a, like a cornfield outside of his apartment. <laughs> Is that a cornfield? Yeah, it's a cornfield. It's a cornfield. Because that's Maybe where we we'll... do most of our science experiments. Really? That. Yeah, that's where we did the um, steel wool on fire. Uh, uh, yeah. You did it in the middle of a dry cornfield. It was wet. <laughs> we had a bucket, too. Okay. Oh, a bucket. That'll put out the whole field. Great. Okay. Anyway, so if they're not playing with fire, we were thinking about like maybe some like a cornfield. Maybe we do it from the football field. Maybe we do it from different areas of interest and then tie uh, wherever we're at into the topics. Now, for those who of you who watch it on YouTube, that will have more, maybe more relevance. Uh, but uh, we were just an idea we were thinking about. So let us know your thoughts. Um, as always, you can reach us at bcweeklypodcast at gmail.com. If you ever want to hear any, if you ever have any thoughts about topics you want to hear or anything like that, please let us know. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Chuck. I'm the other host, Brandon. We will catch you next time. Thanks, y'all.